Hey, smart chicks. My name is Carol Maloney Scott, and I'm a career coach, teacher, author, and speaker, and I am passionate about helping women transform their careers and therefore their lives. Through fun and engaging programs, I empower women to develop the confidence and belief in themselves, as well as the practical skills needed to create and achieve their career dreams. I believe that work can and should be fun, and that career happiness is available to everyone. Hi, ladies. All of my aspiring career happiness coaches, it's Carol Maloney Scott. And today we are going to talk about career coaching offerings, right? So what are we actually doing for our clients, right? What are we actually offering them? Career coaching is a term that a lot of clients don't really understand, potential clients don't really understand. And it's honestly a field that a lot of people just don't understand, period. And I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of you who have an idea of what you think it is and, you know, maybe have some experience with it, but probably not even 100% sure what it is, you know, and what we're really offering people, what we're really, when we say we're a career coach, what are we actually really doing for people, right? What are we actually offering and serving them? So the answer to that is it can be a number of different things. And we're going to talk about um, this afternoon uh, briefly three different buckets that um, those types of offerings normally fall into. But what I want to stress here when we talk about what are we doing for our clients, right, is <clears throat> they're the ones really doing the doing. They're the ones really doing the work. We are facilitating, we are guiding, we are leading. We are prompting, we are asking the right questions, uh, all of those things, right? Uh, we are supporting, we are holding space, but we are not really the doers. The client is the doer. So it's, it's very important to remember that when you're thinking about what you're going to actually offer in, with your services and who you're going to offer it to and what the mindset of those clients really needs to be in order for them to understand that in this relationship, they are the doer, right? They are the ones taking the action. So it's really hard, I think, for a lot of us to break the habit of doing, right? Because we've worked for many, many years. Um, our work every day is about doing, right? We do tasks, we complete tasks, we do our jobs, you know, we're do, do, do all day long. And then we go home, we do more stuff, right? We're just doing all the time. Um, and I'm sure you guys have heard the saying, you know, we're not human doings or human beings, but you know, sometimes we have to be human doings and there's, cause there's a lot to do, right? So what are we going to do about that? And that's fine. That's fine. But what we need to remember again is that we have to break that. When we think about starting our own career coaching business, we need to think about breaking that habit of us being the doer and moving more into that leadership facilitation type role, right? So it's very different work, even though there are many things about career coaching um, that are very similar to recruiting and other talent acquisition HR roles. There are some things about it that are very different, right? So I and a good example of this is I had a career coaching uh, woman that I met, became a friend, um, colleague. She, um, I, I met her early in my, uh, my journey, <coughs> excuse me, my full-time business journey. I still have a cough from COVID. It's, it's horrible. So I'm, I apologize for my voice. <coughs> I talk a lot of the day and 
the voice starts to go. Um, so this person um, was working with a career, she was a career coach working with uh, recent college graduates. And these recent college graduates, most of them were pretty affluent young people and their parents were paying her to help their students, to help their, their children find jobs so that they didn't end up living in their basement, basically. You know, they, they spent a lot of money and effort on their children's education, and they felt that for whatever reason, their children were going to need help in finding employment. She'd been doing this for a long time, and she'd been doing it pretty successfully, but, you know, when I got to really talking with her, and, and I thought, you know, it's a great niche. I wasn't really crazy about the whole concept of the parents are paying, though, because to me, and, and I get it, why in that situation the parents are the ones that have the money um, to pay, but whoever pays has control in these situations, or at least feels like they have control. So, you know, she had a lot of difficulties with these young people um, staying the course with their programs and doing what they were supposed to do and, you know, doing, right? The do their doing part, she had trouble with because a lot of them were kind of brought kicking and screaming to this work. They didn't really want to work with a career coach. They were just told mommy and daddy hired me somebody to help me find a job. And in some cases, being very entitled, I think they felt mommy and daddy hired somebody to find me a job, right? Not to help me find a job, not to lead me, not to guide me, support me, but find me a job. So she shared with me that one of the things that she did for her clients, these young people, was she said, oh, I just sit on my couch and I look for jobs for these people to apply to. And I, I you know, I hadn't really done a whole lot of my own one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching yet. But that just sounded really wrong to me. I said, for a number of reasons. I said, so you actually look for jobs for them to apply to, yes. And I, I really think that's part of the reason that a lot of these, these young people, these clients, weren't very successful because she was really acting more like um, she was working for them, right? In the, or, or she was their mom, you know, helping them by, you know, oh, apply for this job, apply for that job. And, you know, doing that work for them. Right. And also writing their resume for them. And, you know, of course, I'm sure she did coaching with interview skills and things like that. So I'm sure some of it was still what we would consider coaching. But you can see that <clears throat> she was not empowering these young people to uh, to do this work on their own. She was actually doing it for them. So we really want to make sure that the clients are empowered to do the doing right They're the doers. Um, and that we are guiding them regardless of whatever it is that we are offering them. So that leads me to our first bucket of offerings, which is kind of the most obvious and the one that most people really think what they need a career coach for, which is really just job search, right? So you're either unemployed, underemployed, unhappily employed, whatever it is, want a different job, right? I need help finding a job. So that's the most common. Some of the things that we do for people and that we actually offer them, right, the offerings around finding them a job are things like resume review, cover letters and other documents. Um, certainly we help coach them and teach them interview skills. Maybe we do some mock interviews with them, things like that. We help them to optimize their LinkedIn profile to attract the right opportunities. Perhaps we help them with their networking skills to identify opportunities. Um, and then certainly we, we hopefully will help them 
and I think this is really the most important, and it kind of goes in tandem with the networking, but really the most important thing is helping them and coaching them to learn how to make better decisions in the job search process. So how to better identify what opportunities they should be applying for or what people they should be networking with. And, and when you, when you, so when you do what that, oh, what my friend was doing, <laughs> you're finding jobs for them to apply to and giving them to them, you are taking away this, this very valuable piece of coaching, which is teaching them, you know, it's not giving them the fish, it's teaching them to fish, right? So we want to, we want to teach our clients how to make better decisions by leading them through this coaching process. That is really one of the biggest benefits of somebody working with a coach is learning not only how to solve the immediate problem, but how to solve future problems. So so those are some of the things that we want to work with, you know, with someone in the job search realm. But what you really want to think about, again, is what are you really focusing on here? And a lot of people want you to write their resume, write their cover letter, write their LinkedIn profile, um, all those things. <clears throat> you can do that. You can certainly offer that as a service. I personally have never offered that as a service and don't want to. And the reason, again, is because it's doing it for them. And doing it for them, I feel, does them a couple of different disservices. You know, one, again, it, um, it's not empowering to them. It's you're doing it for them. It's like you're their mom. You know, you're doing it for them and saying, here, here's the things. Go, go apply for your jobs now. When you do it for them, you are never, they never have as much buy-in, as much accountability, and, and as much connectivity to what has been done, right? You write the resume for them, well, you're using your words. You write the cover letter for them, you're using your words. You write their LinkedIn profile, you're using your words. Now, hopefully you've, you've talked to them enough that you know what they want and that you're able to use their, you know, their words to some extent. But you're still not really, use, they're really still not using their words. So that's why I really don't believe personally in the value of just offering resume writing or just offering, um, you know, cover letter, LinkedIn profiles, those types of things. Um, people will pay you to do that. And some people will be even more eager to pay you to do that because they understand that and they don't want to do it themselves. But it's very personal work. So therefore, really in order for it to be done well, done successfully, and really truly help that person to target the job that they really want to attract, they need to have more stake in it. They need to have more participation in that process. So what I do with people with resume review, cover letter writing, things like that, LinkedIn profile, is we look at what they currently have. We look at what they, where they want to be, right? So, and so where's the gap? And we talk about, I give them suggestions about things they can do, you know, practical suggestions, things they can do to their resume, um, to change it, to make it better. Maybe I show them some examples of resumes or pieces of resumes where I think, you know, someone's done, you know, a good job. Um, we talk about their LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile, the different sections, how they can optimize them. But every, every step along the way, I am more teaching them how to do it than doing it for them. Now, will I wordsmith it? Will I, you know, edit it after they've worked on it? Yes. You know, will I make suggestions about how to make it better? Yes. I will do that type of work but I will not do the project for them. It is something that they need because these are professional skills that they need to learn. They need to learn how to brand themselves and teaching them to do that, I think is more valuable than doing it for them. 
you know, like I said, for the reasons that I just stated, which is, you know, they're going to have a better handle on what the target really is. They're going to be better positioned for what they really want. And they are also going to have the added benefit of learning what is the process that I go through to do this? Like, how do I continue to do this? Because this way, they, you're teaching them a valuable skill. So job search is definitely, you know, probably the biggest bucket that people want a career coach or, or think they want a career coach. But, but many people will come to you saying, I need a new job. Before you sign them up for job search coaching, you really do want to in a discovery call and, you know, whether it's an email exchange, a, a, you know, a private message exchange, an email exchange on LinkedIn, whatever it is, you want to, you want to dig deeper into that because sometimes the, I need a new job really just isn't, I'm trying to look for a new job in the same field, doing the same thing, or I'm unemployed and I just need a job. Really what it is, is they need to make a career change. So that's really like the second bucket of um, offerings, right, that we can offer. So we can really more specialize in, if we want as coaches, career change and not as much the job search mechanics, right? We could really, you know, position ourselves as somebody who is more an agent of change, helping someone to make a change. Making a change to a new industry, you know, into a new skill set, uh, perhaps something that they need more training and certainly something they need to do more research around, um, you know, it just, it, it, that generally will require more time with you, the coach. So the package is longer, the engagement, the, you know, the process and your relationship with them will be longer. And generally also will, will be more, uh, you will, will have a higher fee to do that. There'll be a bigger investment of both their time and their money to work with you on this. Um, you will go deeper with the client. You will do deeper work around what it is they really want, their values, their passions, their desires, you know, what, uh, their skills, um, you know, what they really want in the workplace. We'll, you know, you'll examine what they've what they've done in the past and what they liked and didn't like about it. You'll examine, you know, all sorts of different activities that you'll do with them. Um, some people do assessments. I have some of my own um, assessments that I do with people, you know, to uh, help to hone in on what it is they really want to do. But so the career change is really more of a discovery process, right? So. It, it is definitely before you're able to get to the job search part of that work, you are doing this discovery, right? You're, you're helping them to sort it all out, get off the hamster wheel of their own minds going around in circles, trying to figure out what it is they want to do. Sometimes in this process, the person will realize that they actually don't want a career change. Or, or a job change, or maybe it is just a job change, not a career change, or maybe it's a total career change. Maybe it's an, I have to go back to school career change, something like that, right? Something really drastic. Um, so until you get into that work with a person, you're not really sure where it's going. You know, you don't really know, is this leading to now I'm going to help them to find a job? Is this leading to they need to take some time off to figure out like what degree program they need in order to do this, or they need to do further research or, you know, further soul searching. Maybe it's just not the right time for them to actually make the move, but yet they, they've at least figured out the plan, right? So the career change aspect um, of career coaching and that type of offering is a little bit more obscure to explain to someone. It's a little harder to advertise and it's a little more complicated 
to help people see, you know, the value of the outcome. However, you certainly can do that in your messaging and marketing and you certainly, but you have to be aware that uh, people need to have more explanation and understanding of why they're signing up for this with you. And career change doesn't mean, you know, you work with me for six weeks and, and you're going to have a new job in a different field. You know, I'm going to take you from being an astronaut to being a ballerina in six weeks. Like, no, that's not going to happen. So we want to help. We want to make sure with the career change offering that people are ready for that deeper self-development, professional development work, that they're the type of person who wants to put in that type of work, right, that introspection, that introspective work and not um, just, I just want a new job, help me find the job, right? So uh, it is very valuable work and it can be like a great, it could be a great niche, a great part of a niche. It can be a great offering to have um, in your in your practice. Um, and it's something that, as I said, you can really just focus primarily on that and not even really do the job search piece. I mean, you could pass that off to a different type of coach if, if that's not what you wanna do. Um, but it is very, very valuable to help people get unstuck and make a decision about where they want to go next in their path. So um, very valuable, very rewarding, um, and, and definitely um, very, again, doing focused for the client. Now, you can see, though, how you can fall into the trap here. It's a different type of doing, right? But you can still fall into the trap of doing work for the client that the client can do for themselves. So how, how might that happen? Well, you look at what they've done and, you know, their skills and their experience and their, their desires, their passions, their values, their motivators, all those things, the type of work environment they're looking for, the culture, what, what's important to them. And then you start making recommendations, right? We start giving advice. This is what a student would expect if they went to a counselor at school, right? The guidance counselor at school or the career center at their college. That is not the role that we are playing. We are not counselors, we are coaches. And the people coming to work with us for the most part, unless we are working with kids and then that's a, a different type of work, but for the most part, we're working with adults. And adults come to us as fully formed humans, hopefully, um, and they know what they like and what they don't like, and we're helping them to sort through all that information to make uh, the best decisions for them, right, and, and the best path for them. So we don't want to be advice givers, even though at times, yes, certainly we might be called upon to give some type of advice, make some type of suggestion, but we don't, we really need to be careful about that and do that very sparingly because we don't want to lead the witness, right? We don't want to lead somebody into thinking, well, you know, you say you're good at this, this, and this, and you say you like this, this, and this, and you know what? I know that people who fall in that category, um, they really like this career, so this is what you should do, and let's move you in that direction. That's not, that's not coaching, and that is not, that is not um, the, way we, the way we work with adults. So you want to make sure if you are doing that career change as your main offering, that you are not leading people into what you think they would be good at because that is not necessarily what they are going to want to do. And again, where is the buy-in in that, right? Like Carol told me, this is what I should do. Is that really enough motivation to make a major change in your life? No, I don't think so. Like I'm not that powerful, you know? <laughs> so people really need 
to have more of their own buy-in. And where, when do people when do people really have the most of their own buy-in? When they've made the decision, right? When they have figured it out on their own. Um, we all care more about uh, a goal or an objective when it is self-directed as opposed to when it is put upon us, right? We, we all know when we, you know, this is a time of year where people are doing their performance evaluations at work. And we all know that, you know, the goals that the company tells us that we need to reach are not as much fun or um, as motivating as ones that we come up with ourselves, right? The ones that we're able to create, you know, so if the company says, your boss says, come up with some goals that you want to achieve this year, or this six months or this quarter or whatever it is, those are more fun. Those are, you have more buy-in, you have more connectivity to those, you have more emotion around those, right? So you're probably more likely to want to work on those than the ones that the company says you have to work on. So we want to, again, empower our clients to make their decisions. So the third bucket, <coughs> excuse me, that that people um, come to us for, sometimes though they don't realize they're coming to us for this. Hold on one second, I need to take a drink of water. It's just general career development. And what I mean by that, and what's interesting is my master's degree program, actually the, the uh, discipline was called career development. That's actually what my master's degree is in. Uh, so career development does not necessarily uh, mean that the person needs a new job, although they might. It doesn't necessarily mean they need a career change, although they might. Sometimes what it just means is that really it's another word for, it's another term for professional development. So they want to get promoted and they feel stuck and they haven't figured out how to do that. They haven't been able to make, you know, make, make that, uh, that goal happen, that they want to be promoted. Um, maybe they want to make a lateral move in their company into another, another area that is adjacent type work that they, and they haven't figured out how to position themselves to do that. Maybe they just want to be a better leader. They want, I had one client who really was just wanted to figure out how to be more effective at her job, more effective in meetings. Uh, we call this really a lot of times leadership coaching or executive coaching, right? As opposed to career coaching. You know, these things all overlap. These, these terms all overlap and it really just depends what we're offering, right? So as a career coach, you definitely could focus more on working with leaders, working with executives, teaching people how to become leaders, teaching people how to become uh, first-time managers, you know, newly promoted managers. That could be a whole niche, just helping those people learn how to go from being, you know, a worker, independent contributor to being a manager of people. Um, you know, there are people who really just need to learn how to communicate better in the workplace, ask for what they want, get along better with their coworkers, um, have better communication with their, with their peers and with their management. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, so top down, up and down, you know, the ladder, uh, all different things that are really professional skill related. That is a whole discipline unto itself uh, in coaching. You could really have a practice where you were focused really just on helping people develop in their careers, do a better job at their jobs, as opposed to, you know, just needing to find a job or, you know, of course, in the course of doing that work, someone could decide, you know what, this job's not right for me anymore. I think I just need a new job. And then sure, they need to do that work. Or they decide, you know what, this industry, I'm done with this industry. I'm done with this career path entirely. I hate the whole thing. I'm quitting. You know, I want to start something else. 
um, and then we move into the career change space. But overall, career development really just refers to somebody managing their career in a proactive way. You will, and, and I think the reason that it is more often ends up being called leadership coaching or executive coaching is because the people who are more interested in doing this type of work and paying for it are people who are at higher levels or people who are very ambitious in their careers. The average worker, you know, the average uh, individual contributor in a company, even somebody in a, you know, a very professional field that requires a lot of education and experience, a lot of those people really just, they're not very proactive in developing their careers. They're much more reactive. You know, I'm unhappy, so I have to fix it as opposed to looking at their career happiness as a continuum. My goal in my business is to try to help more and more people, you know, really my goal in general in, you know, my, all of, all of the things I do, as far as, you know, teaching my certified career happiness coach program, um, my other group programs, uh, my one-on-one coaching, all the things I do in my business really, you know, focuses on career happiness and really helping people to figure out how to make career happiness a priority in their lives and make the pursuit of that happiness a priority, right? So to be proactive about it, to be on top of it. We don't wait till the roof caves in to have a new roof put on the house. We don't wait till the car, you know, catches on fire before we get, uh, we bring it to a mechanic. Uh, we don't wait, you know, until, you know, our organs shut down before we go to the doctor. You know, we don't wait until things become really dire um, in other parts of our lives to fix those problems, at least most of us don't, right? Most of us don't. And in most cases, we don't. Um, so waiting to fix a career problem until it's become a full-blown disaster, you know, we are unemployed, we are uh, in a really bad financial situation, we are really sick and stressed and feel, you know, very stuck in a very toxic environment, but we can't quit because we need the money. You know, all of these predicaments that people get themselves in career-wise could really be avoided by being more proactive. So one of the things definitely that I think you want to think about in your practice as you are deciding what niche and what, you know, what group of people you want to work with and what you want to offer them do you want to focus more on job search skills? Do you want to focus more on career change? Or do you want to focus more on helping people to develop their careers in a proactive way? You can certainly have offerings that, as I said, overlap in some of these areas, but these are really the, the main reasons that somebody needs a coach. These are the main buckets. And I think it's very important when you're starting a business to really think about not only where your own strengths lie, right? So are you going to be someone who's better at coaching new leaders? Are you gonna be someone who's better at just helping people to identify the right jobs to apply for and you know, really uh, teach them how to be good networkers and you know, uh, apply for the right jobs? Are you somebody who's going to be better at helping people do that deep introspective work? Um, where they really have to go to a deeper place of self-awareness. Do you like doing that type of work with people? So it's what do you like doing with people and what do you want to do with people? So we're, and so again, it's the same thing that we teach our clients, right? That we have to kind of self-coach ourselves when we design our business to make sure that we are ticking our boxes, right? Because a lot of times when we start a business, all we think about is what's going to make money, what is going to bring in revenue. And while that's very important, it's not sustainable if it's not something that we enjoy doing and it's not something that we're passionate about and it's not something that we're good at, right? So the sweet spot is what are you good at? 
What do you love doing? And what does the market want to pay you for? And those three things together, that overlap there of those three little circles, that overlap in the middle, that is the sweet spot. That is the place where you should be focusing um, so that you have the, the best opportunity not only to earn money and to be a successful coach in that regard, but to get results for your clients because getting results for your clients is what is going to get you more business in the long run, right? That is how you build your brand. That is how you build your uh, reputation as a coach. And it is how um, people identify you as the person who talks about, you know, a particular thing or, a, you know, focuses in a particular area. That is how you build your audience. So I hope this was helpful. I know one of the questions that come up a lot um, with prospective uh, career coaches uh, is really like, what am I, what am I offering people? What does this really look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Like, how do I do it? And I hope that, you know, the main takeaway today is that you, there isn't one way, there isn't just one way. And, and it is very much something that you can tailor towards you and your unique skills, experiences, and passions and interests. Um, and it is also um, the overarching principle is again, that you are actually not doing anything for people that you are teaching them how to do, right? You are, you are empowering your clients to do things for themselves that will affect the changes that they want. So I hope this has been helpful. We're gonna continue this dialogue and, and uh, keep talking about this stuff. And if anybody has any questions, please reach out to me or to Roxanne, our lovely community manager. Um, she is here for you as well to answer questions. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys in the group. Um, if you're here live, thanks for being here live. If you're watching the replay, thanks for that as well. And um, I will talk to you ladies soon. So everybody have a wonderful rest of the day and um, be thinking, be thinking about what you want to serve and uh, what you're, what you're called to bring forth. I'll talk with you all soon.